Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace Embrace You First, First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. Sleeping your way to success might sound like an oxymoron because we only have 24 hours in a day and you're wanting to cram everything in. So what's the first thing you do? You may want to lose some sleep, right? But here's the thing. Sleep is a central part to our health and vitality, just as is water and food. 40% of Americans are not getting the recommended seven hours minimum of sleep per night. And although it's really important to get sufficient sleep, you may be suffering from insomnia and we want to make sure that you don't feel stressed about insomnia itself. We're going to be sharing some amazing tips for you to help you get a more restful, calm, and deep sleep. But it's really important that you continue to listen so you get less stressed about insomnia itself because we're going to be sharing some really interesting statistics around sleep and insomnia. And before we do that, we're going to share some whys. Why is it important to give yourself enough rest and sleep at night? So why don't you start, Mary? What is one of the biggest reasons why you think that, or you've read that people should get sleep? Well, I mean, just personally, the Mm -hmm. first thing is when you feel rested, you're in a better mood, you're more able to focus and concentrate. You're just a better human being, I think. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? When was the last time you had two hours sleep and woke up with (laughs) jumping out of bed saying, I'm ready for the day? Yeah, no, not so good. (laughs) And and you'll burn out easier, right? Yes. So less resilient. Stress, cortisol's running high. So there's a couple of really important hormones around sleep. So A lot of people think that cortisol is a bad thing, but cortisol is a nice little stress hormone that kind of fires you and keeps you going and motivates you and helps you be successful. But that hormone is highest in the morning and then comes down at night while melatonin starts to go up, and that's the sleep hormone. And we want to support that hormone because that allows our brains to regenerate at night and helps us stay focused and and, and uh, supports us from getting developing dementia and cognitive decline. Mm-hmm. So, so many reasons to be giving yourself a re- you know, good rest at night. Well, here's another thing, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we want to be well-rested because it can help our weight. We can help our hunger. And oftentimes people are complaining about their weight or, or their ability to, or their inability to be in- satiated. Right. There was a study that showed that 73% of people who like got less than four hours per sleep at night, um, sorry, less than four hours of sleep per night ended up having obesity or, or at least the very least overweight. And this is because your leptin hormone is higher if you're not getting enough sleep and that makes you hungry and makes you want to eat all the time. So really nice to support your hormones by getting enough rest. So you want to give yourself the permission 
have at least seven hours if you can. Uh, Among other hormones are sufficient testosterone and uh, healthy levels of progesterone and estrogen in both women and men. And then, so we want to look at um, how it can help us with uh, neurological repair, mm-hmm. right? We need rest. So think about this. When you get a common cold uh, even, right? You're tired. What do you do? You go to sleep. Right. And that helps to ward it off. Like it helps your body fight it off. So with sleep and, and rest, it allows you to rejuvenate and be ready for the next day. So you're revitalized. Right. And in fact, when you are running ragged and burnt out, that is often when your immune system is low and that's when a virus will take charge and take over, right? Yes. It's, it's, I mean, we're full of bugs and it's just a matter of whether or not those bugs decide to have a party and give you the colds. And if you're run down, the party takes over, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Essentially. So rest is Don't you always find that? It's like you in, in, always through my career, like my exams and studying or career, if you're just pushing, 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 it's when you have your holiday that you crash and you feel tired and then you're recovering. But what we want to support you to do is get enough balance with sleep in your life so that you don't run ragged on the times you get to enjoy life a little more during your vacation time. Just enjoy every day rather than waiting to flop and then get sick because you have run dry. Love that. Mm-hmm. It's so true, right? And, and you know, the thinking might be, oh, I do really well on like four hours of sleep every night. But even in research, they also say, you know, if you have less than six hours of sleep, it increases your chance of mortality. Like, yeah, right? so, yeah. So it's actually less than five, less less than than five five hours. And apparently for surgeons, if they get less than four hours, it takes them at least three days of regenerative, good, solid sleeps in order to recover properly. So not one day, not two days, three days. So, and that's less than four hours. Otherwise they're not operating well. And so these are minimum requirements that they have to enforce. Otherwise, you know, you don't want a surgeon operating on you if they're kind of half asleep doing it, nicking an artery and you're bleeding out <laughs> and, and but that's that oxymoron we think oh gosh like you know there's so much to do and maybe i need to study more or whatever but in reality if you're not getting enough sleep you're just not going to function as well so for example with truck drivers across the uh the u.s there was like a high incidence what was it do, do you recall 27 percent of uh fatal car crashes were from sleep deprived wow. truck drivers wow and i believe that it makes sense i mean it's the same thing for pilots in the military they have to have a certain minimum sleep and otherwise you're flying a plane and you know, yeah. that's not safe to no. be flying a plane. So, no. But then even as you, the individual, maybe you're not a pilot or a surgeon, you're a mom, you're a career woman, you're a career man, you still need to give yourself the permission to get enough sleep so that you can be your optimal you throughout your day, right? Right, absolutely. And and here's the thing. So, okay, we're going to take a nice the example mm-hmm. about being a mom or a father mm-hmm. and when they're young, you are sleep deprived. True. So we can't just say, oh, gee, you know, abandon your child. No. <laughs> sleep with them though. <laughs> because when they're sleeping, you can sleep. And I know you probably have heard this before and you say, I can't sleep during the day, but it doesn't matter if you actually sleep, you can actually just rest, rest your brain. You can lie down, you can breathe, you can listen to a meditation. It's a really important tip. People think that they have to actually be closed eyes, brain shut down, sleeping completely, but just resting is enough. So 
turning off your phone, not being productive, not doing, that is considered a form of sleep and sufficient. And you bring this important point up and I want to reiterate it just because I think the common thread when people have difficulty sleeping is that they focus so much on how many now, how many hours am I getting of sleep? And instead of focusing on that, you just focus on even as I lay awake in the middle of the night, let's focus on resting. Yes. Right? Exactly. And that's how I actually cured myself of my insomnia. So I'm just going to say right now, I've been a childhood insomniac, or I was. I can I'm, see I'm that. Recovered, I can see that, Miss I'm Energy I'm a recovered buddy. insomniac. <laughs> I never You're wanted so to miss funny. a beat, right? Like right? I had the FOMO, FOMO itis. Totally. FOMO itis. Fear I didn't of missing wanna, out. I totally did. I didn't want to miss out on life. So <laughs> bam, if I hear anything, I'm like, boop, I so, gotta be up. Right? Although you would think for me I would be fully FOMO, I was this iron deficient vegan growing up and would get like twelve hours of sleep and crash and that wouldn't be enough. So interesting. So tell me, so what did you do? So you you cured well, your FOMO or, yeah, I, or or you cured your well, insomnia? No, no. I I don't think I've actually ever cured my FOMO. I still okay. love to never miss out on anything. Okay. Just so you know. Right. However, I did relax because I used to count my hours of sleep mm. and then I would count how long gosh, how long will it take me to fall asleep? And then you stress about it. You stress about even going into that bed without even being in bed. Right. So patients who go through that, it's so important. What a good concept and point to bring up. Well, and so what we want to do is induce that resting ground rather than fear of going into your own bed. Right. And so what I did for myself is I need to stop focusing on the minutia and just focus on, I have the ability to rest. I don't have to sleep. I can actually just lie down and my brain will rejuvenate. I can breathe and relax and just be okay with that. So when I stopped focusing on the sleep, I actually started sleeping. Right. Sounds crazy, right? Yeah. And that actually makes full sense. And studies do confirm that if you get at least five hours of rest, it doesn't have to be sleep, that that is sufficient. In fact, sleeping more than nine hours of uh, at night is an indication of also increased mortality. So less than five hours increases mm-hmm. mortality, but more than nine hours increases mortality, probably because there's some underlying issue. So you're, right. you don't have to aim so high in numbers of hours of sleep. It's more just the quality and the rest. And again, the quality doesn't have to be complete shut eye and knowing and releasing that idea that, you know, you have to be sleeping, eyes must be closed, brain turned off. If you let go of that, like you're saying, all of a sudden you are at ease and you don't mm-hmm. worry that you're going to die from, from, not, not, sleeping, from yeah. not sleeping. I haven't died yet. Yeah, no, obviously. no, clearly not. It might, it might, you know, increase your morbidity a little. You might have a headache and feel a little exhausted if you're, you know, at first. In fact, there was one patient that I had who had such an issue with sleeping because she had had a concussion, a young woman who the sleep clinic, fascinating enough, recommended she try not to sleep and to push it out, give herself an hour the first night. So keep delaying, delaying, delaying her sleep so that she finally would get an hour, then the next night, two hours. And then eventually that cured her insomnia because she was no longer worried about the concept of not sleeping. Right. I love that. See, it's that reverse psychology Mm -hmm. bit. So I want to go back to the point about sleeping too much or too little. Yeah. So the driving force behind that is different, right? So when you sleep too much, it's I look at it as more of a symptom 
of right. something else that's going on. Yes. So like anxiety, depression. Or right? iron deficient or, vegan, uh, sorry, as right, a child. Right, right, yeah. So, so, I mean, not that you, you can still be a vegan and not be iron deficient. There are ways. It's just that, you know, at that time, my mother, I guess, didn't recognize it, so I slept a lot. So it could be an underactive thyroid going on, or you could have depression or some underlying bigger factor. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps you are going through cancer treatments and that kind right. of thing. So, yes. you know, it's, it's important to note that if you are getting more than nine hours, maybe look into that and figure out why and well, investigate, right? And only investigate if this is like become a chronic, chronic issue. issue. Not in one night, you yeah. know, like if I, I will still sometimes, I mean, actually that's not true. I used to be able to sleep nine to 12 hours. Now I just boing, wake up at between six and seven hours, which is awesome. I love the ability just to get that and feel mm. refreshed. But there was a point where I was getting, you know, nine hours still and I was okay. I didn't have iron deficiency or an underactive thyroid. Well, and and here's the other point Mm -hmm. then, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're measuring by statistics. (laughs) And so every individual is different. So the marker might be a little bit different for you. So for you, maybe seven hours is perfect. For Mm -hmm. someone else, it may be actually closer to nine hours. Or six. Or, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I used to be jealous of people that could sleep for um, only like six, only or six or hours. Like my brother would be totally that person. And, you know, I would do my it. My brother but too, I would feel funny enough. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's he's like totally fine. Six yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. And everyone's different. Yes. So find what is good for you, but just make sure that it's above five and between five and nine and aim for around seven and be okay with a little less and a little more. So find your balance. And I think it's really important that we take away the cool from not sleeping, the locker room talk about, you know, sleeping so little and being successful, being productive and doing all the time. Yes. And so I, yes, let's bring that up because of course it's almost like people hold it as a badge of honor. And when Mm -hmm. you don't, uh, and you boast about, oh gosh, I only had two hours of sleep and I was doing this, right? But really over time, how productive are you? And so this is where I'm going to add in my own little story. Okay. Yeah. So I wrote my book pathways to pregnancy over a year's period in the middle of the night while my daughter was a toddler. Really? Mm -hmm. Toddler. Yes. Middle of the night. Yes. So, and she never slept through the night. That wasn't FOMO. That was like, no, that's just, that's Mary being That's just insanity. No. So so, so I want to actually speak to that. So Uh you say, wow, Mary's so freaking productive. How Mm -hmm. the heck did she find time to write in the middle of the night? Like who does that? I just call it insanity, right? It's temporary insanity. Right. And if I look back, what would you do different? What I would do different Mm -hmm. is that okay, fine. I got up with my kid and I was alert and I sat down. I thought, okay, this is a great opportunity to write. Fine. That's Mm -hmm. great. However, you know, after like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, my brain is like starting to shut down. Mm -hmm. And so instead of going to bed, I would push myself for another two or three hours, which is ridiculous because (laughs) I was so not productive. So really, even though I was kind of half up, for like three, four hours, I was only productive for barely an hour. So maybe go to bed earlier. Yeah. So I think the tip would be then, you know, sure. Okay, fine. If you're like completely wide awake in the middle of the night and you want to do something, fine. But then actually go back to bed, listen to your body. Right. And then I could have gotten up earlier and then be that much more alert and able to write versus like literally and like my head is like bonking on my computer or on the table. 
right? And, and I, I would literally, like, mm-hmm. you know, close my eyes, and I don't know how long it would be. <laughs> Not so productive. So I don't recommend that. I do love that you took advantage of the toddler waking you, though. And you just said, you know what? It's okay. I'm being woken and I'm just going to roll with it and I'm going to create because you had it in your head. And I think that's wonderful. I do think, however, going back to sleep would be a highly recommended and, mm-hmm. or just going to bed earlier and then having, giving yourself the permission, the morning hours, uh, like go to bed, back to bed and then wake up really early in the yes. morning and that quiet time when toddler's still sleeping Yes, and you're able to get something in there and some just quiet time over tea or coffee and first thing in the morning. Yeah. And it's really important to note that when you are productive, overly productive or go, 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 or just productive doesn't have to be overly throughout the day, you are often driven by the cortisol hormone in your fight flight center of your brain, the amygdala which is not a bad spot to be in if you are not anxious or feeling anxiety, heart palpitations. You're just being productive. That's fantastic. The issue is if you just jump right into sleep and you passively pass out, pass out. I love how Christine Lewis, naturopathic doctor, she has her own podcast, says that. Like if you just passively pass out and don't do some kind of transition, you're going to be in fight or flight through the night. So you yes. might fall asleep. But then you're wired tired. You're That's up right. through the night. So it's really helpful to fall asleep earlier. And actually, I'd love to talk about the traditional Chinese medicine clock and why earlier and what time is really Are effective. we doing that this period or maybe mm-hmm. during their sleep and beauty? Oh, yes. Let's that is a good that, idea. For sure. Otherwise, it's... Mm-hmm. We yes. can talk about sleep all day long. <laughs> so we're going to continue this, that topic in sleep and beauty. Yes, for sure. So let's jump back to the locker room talk for one moment. So, um, and actually let me complete my sentence. So the amygdala, we don't want to be stuck in the amygdala part of our brains. We want to kind of transition to the processing, or you can look at it as two parts of our nervous system being active, our parasympathetic nervous system and our sympathetic nervous system. We are often sitting in the sympathetic nervous system throughout the day. It's what fires us. It makes us go, but we need a transition to get us into the parasympathetic nervous system mode so we can be calm and process everything that we did throughout the day without being up processing and thinking and being in fight flight. So one really helpful tool is to do meditation. And as a successful career woman, I love to just bring my brain to peace, perhaps kind of renew the day, figure out what my projections are, my goals are, let that go, and then just go into a peaceful, calm, autogenic relaxation, sleep, relax melodies, has some five nights of total relaxation, which I love. So this is an app, right? This is an app, yeah. So So we'll have that in our show notes Mm -hmm. so that you can look at that. Right. um, There's also calm or headspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my child, I used one that was called uh, Kinderling, and it's called Bedtime Explorers. Uh, so, yeah, you yeah. Know, there's and lots of different things. People think that meditation is, you know, for people who are anxious, but it can be used for sports, people who are in sports, who are trying to project success and to have restful, helpful sleeps to regenerate their muscles from working out and training. And I think that it's really important to just bring back to that whole locker room talk. A lot of men really uh, thrive off sharing how little sleep they got, but what they don't know, if they knew this tip, it might motivate them to also get more sleep that you may develop 
ED, which is otherwise known as erectile dysfunction, by not getting enough sleep because your testosterone hormone is squashed by not giving yourself the ability to produce enough melatonin. So really important to give yourself an extra hour and you might find that you wake up with a morning erection again. <laughs> so really important, mm-hmm. I think, because instead of saying, you know, oh, I got no sleep and was super productive. How about you were productive, you got a good sleep and your hormones are healthy and you're vital, right? Mm-hmm. Really important. Virile and vital. Virile. That's right. <laughs> yes. So The transitions are really important. Understanding that you could be meditating all night and that would be sufficient. It's giving yourself the permission to rest. And understanding that you don't necessarily have to be sit there tracking your sleep, right? So even if you you know, you're understanding and recognizing that you want to have minimums. I know that there are a lot of cool techniques and apps or, or you know, techniques, oh, but like, um, thank you for technology, right? Oh yeah. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> right. It's not that I can't stand it, but <laughs> I think it is a little, I think it creates insomnia. Yes. I think we get too tied and we, we come it's like we focus on being our competitive selves, mm-hmm. right? So then you're like looking at this app and saying, oh, I need to uh, conquer this. And I need to, you know, you raise the bar and you have to like look at the hours and the minutes. And we're just ruled by this technology where, whereas we have this within us innately, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, keep it simple. Like in Chinese medicine, you, you spoke to this, you know, in terms of the sympathetic, parasympathetic. Well, in Chinese medicine, we talk about the yin and yang stages of the diurnal parts of, of the 24-hour period, the circadian rhythm. It's like, we just need to listen to that. So what we recommend is instead of going to sleep at midnight, let's try going a little earlier. And the time of night when the heart can be calm and still, and that is actually before 11 p.m. Because after that, between like 11 p.m. at night to like one o'clock to even three o'clock in the morning, if you're up, your mind just keeps spinning. Mm-hmm. And there's a time called gallbladder time. So from like um, 11 at night to one o'clock in the morning, gallbladder time, it's the time where we have uh, decision making. So that's not a good time to be up because all you do is like you're churning in your head, right? right? Contemplating, what should I do? What should I not do? What should I eat? What should I, you know, like all these things. Did I call everybody back? Did I email mm-hmm. everybody? Should I be checking my phone? So key, really key before you go to sleep, should we be looking at our phone? No, I, I, I keep it outside of my bedroom. Yeah, what do you do? Bedroom, yeah, I leave mine on my um, bed, my bathroom counter so that if oh I have gosh, to... Oh my gosh, I do too. Uh, do you? I totally do. Oh. Wow, twins. So it, <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> so if that, that way I have to actually consciously get up and, yes. and look at it. And the bright light, when you look at that bright light, that suppresses your mm-hmm. melatonin. And if you need um, alarm from your uh, cell phone... You can still hear it in the bathroom. Yes, and it and forces you to get out of yeah, bed to exactly. actually turn it off in the morning. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You have bringing in a really, really important point. Some people, actually a lot of people, will say, you know, I set my alarm at, let's say, 7 o'clock, but I don't get up till like, 7.30 because I'll press news. Mm. So my tip on that, I don't know if it's yours as well, I'll say... What the heck are you doing? Why don't you just set it for 7.30? Why the heck are you breaking up your sleep? 
Just right. set it at 7.30 and get the heck up. So that is a good point. Give yourself the permission to sleep a little bit more. See if you're okay and you're not hitting the snooze button now at 7.30 in the morning. Mm. I used to be one of those people who hit the snooze button. I don't, I didn't do or follow this advice I'm about to give. And although we don't, I don't like trackers for the yes. purpose of figuring out how much sleep, there are trackers that tell you if you're in REM or non-REM based on your movement activity. And if you actually set your alarm for the consistent time that you actually wake up in non-REM, which is kind of the lighter sleep, yes. I mean, sorry, in the- REM, sorry is in the lighter movement sleep, you actually wake up more rested versus the non-REM, which is the deep sedated heavy sleep, right. like where you feel like you've woken up from like a truck hit you, which is often what we'll get in like if you have an afternoon nap, that heavy feeling. So if you can wake up when you're in REM or the movement, the rapid eye movement type sleep, you actually wake up feeling more rested. So it could be that that person actually just needs to wake up at 10 to 7, not continue to sleep till 7.30, but it's like finding the right time to wake up well, if there's issues, yes, right? Yes, and so ideally... Mm-hmm. The most ideal thing is to not use an alarm. Not at use all. the alarm. Yeah, and so I, I love. I put mine on all the time, but I always wake up before it. It used to yeah. be my kids who would wake me up. Before that, I would hit the snooze button. So okay. maybe maybe having children yeah. helped me get like just be a, a, a okay with the idea of first of all not needing as much sleep, not oversleeping. As I said, like, mm-hmm. and then making mm-hmm. sure I wasn't iron deficient. But then also just the the idea of you know waking up early in the morning and really appreciating opening up the curtains and seeing appreciating daylight and like the trees and now the fall season and just kind of showing my gratitude for you know the day I think it's really important to set your day instead of looking at the phone first thing I open up my curtains and get that nice cortisol awakening response love it so I think this is a segue to what filled your cup today because I know we can go on and on about this topic and we will talk more about this Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. I think the next episode we're going to talk about beauty sleep yes how it benefits you so that's really exciting Uh, but so before we close off let's talk about what filled your cup today so I was on the way here I'm a big music lover and um I there's this song called let it be and I just love any lyrics of songs that just kind of remind me that just letting it be and the flow of life. I mean, life is a little bit crazy right now with COVID times and resurgence of COVID. And so just the concept of just let it be, let it be, you know, uh, ride with me, ride with me, (laughs) just like everything, just like let life ride with you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I just, I was listening to that song over and over again before I came here and it just gave me a nice, uh, ear smile and singing always. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Yeah. Yes. And yours. So for me, Mm -hmm. For the past couple of nights, we were actually at night. So I sleep and I don't sleep. I, Sorry, I do sleep. <laughs> but oh my the gosh, bedtime so routine with my daughter. Never. I don't sleep. This is all of us. And I just don't sleep. Yeah, that's right. We're going to promote no sleep. No, we're not going to do that. Oh my gosh. However, yeah. uh, for the bedtime routine that we have, we added yeah. in uh, reading comic book for kids so uh, so these are a, yeah. this is a joke book that we're reading oh, cute. and oh my gosh it totally filled my cup so I Aww. have a joke for you nice tell me what's the joke okay I hope I get what? it <laughs> if not I'll get the I'll get it secondary <laughs> just after you okay, explain okay it. okay so this is what filled my cup because I thought it was so funny right and I'm like oh my gosh it's amazing who makes up these jokes like I love it okay so why did the orange fall asleep at work don't know it ran out of juice. 
that is so cute and, and perfect. I thought, uh, perfect, right? So for perfect this for this yeah. episode. Yes, I love it. So that, yeah. So don't run out of juice. <laughs> Message to you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Click subscribe, like, and share. Please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover. Until next time, ask yourself how you're going to embrace you first today. For more podcasts, check out embraceyoufirst.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.